0: Nice. Welcome back to my Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today, I've got another guest on my show who I was looking very much forward to talking to. Because Wynne Charles is a woman who doesn't take no for an answer. She was born with a condition that didn't give her many advantages, but that did not change her. On the contrary, she didn't let that define her, but rather actually said, yeah, cool, that's me, but let's, why not write a book about it? Why not succeed in ways that other people rather think, yeah, she can never do that, no way. And here, Winchilds dared to prove everyone wrong, and I love it, I love that. So, Wynne, thank you so much for coming onto my show. I'm really, really honored and humbled
1: to have you here. You are so welcome, (laughs) Stefan. And for those of you that probably thought Stefan spoke French at this point, uh, yeah, stop Googling. Stop Googling the words cerebral palsy because a lot of people do. Google the words cerebral palsy, but I'm going to give you the short version. Cerebral palsy is a lack of oxygen injury at birth. I have a taxiospastic cerebral palsy, one of the most common cerebral palsies out there, and I was very lucky enough to be diagnosed with this gift. Um, I call it my gift, I don't call it my disability anymore, and we'll get to why in a couple of seconds, but I was lucky enough to be diagnosed with this gift in 1987, June 22nd, 1987, to be exact, and so that's my story, and I'm sticking to it.
0: (laughs) that's right but and it's it's really good that you say that because for for people out there who are who have not got disabilities, they look at you and they see the way you walk, they see the way you your movements are, and that automatically defines you that automatically in their mind their prejudices are there yet cerebral palsy is such a chameleon of a disease. I mean, it's, it's not a disease, a condition. And it, is, it comes in so many versions. It, comes, it affects people in different ways. But there are so many very successful people out there uh, with cerebral palsy. So therefore, it's, it's beautiful, beautiful to see you uh, being here on my show and, and demystifying this condition in its own right. Thank you. Absolutely. But that, you know, yes, you have considerable pulses, so what? For me, the interesting thing is that you are, of course, also a young woman, a young woman with her dreams, with her bad negative emotions, with the same... Crappy coping mechanisms like wanting to to drown your sorrows with alcohol etc and so so there you are you are essentially the exactly the same the same the same person as anyone else without that without that condition so it is it is the intriguing thing is uh, to talk to you today is how your brain Is affected by alcohol. How? What is your journey in the past with alcohol, and what happened when you chose to say goodbye to alcohol?
1: Okay, here we go, Mister Told Wild Wild. I first had my first glass of wine at age sixteen. Which is not legal (laughs) drinking age here.
0: When I come from Germany, we we start earlier there, okay? So
1: (laughs) mind you, it's not legal drinking age here. Mm. And I um, the reason why I was given my first glass of wine is because my mother grew up in my biological mom grew up in the Bahamas. And so her family was in the Bahamas. I lost her in 2010. And then I lost my dad only in 2019. So back to 16-year-old Win, who didn't know anything better of it, I was sitting around the dining room table and my family, who is all island, all Bahamian, all loves to have a lemon coke, loves to do the drinks, loves to do the cocktail, you name it, and it's, yeah. Any excuse. (laughs) Any excuse. Island, living, the bomb is, yeah, any excuse. And so I got my first taste of wine at age 16. And the quote that came out of my mouth, at age 16, me me knowing that this wasn't good for me, um, was CP and wine. CP is not my friend, AKA I was hung (laughs) over. And so I just, (laughs) And, and the next day I remember saying to, my grandmother and her nurse, would you please quit screaming at me? Because me with one glass of wine, I thought everyone was screaming at me. Unbeknownst unbeknownst me when I said cerebral palsy is not my friend, little me, skinny, little me at um, age 16, and yes, I haven't gained an ounce, didn't realize them, what I called screaming, wasn't screaming. It was alcohol going to my head and me being hungover. And I will never forget that. And so then, come, I get over that experience. And so then comes the death of my mom. And this was in 2010. I am still on alcohol. I was drinking like a fish every single night, one to two glasses of wine, um, still hadn't gained an uh, ounce of body weight, mind you, and then I um would use alcohol as a coping mechanism of grief. And my dad was sober to the tenth degree he he cut it cold turkey and yeah he cut it cold turkey and so then um my dad dies he dies on he dies on may nineteenth but he gets diagnosed with cancer on Thursday May 14th Mm -hmm. and no Thursday when because we yeah Wednesday May 12th he gets diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and my stepsister at my stepmom and stepsister both down there with me my stepsister goes when your dad has lung cancer and i say okay my dad has lung cancer i knew that though i knew that the whole entire time mind you i just didn't want to open my big bad mouth and say my dad does lung cancer let's do something about it please um, I was waiting for the official of diagnosis. And then the next thing she does is she goes, well, do you want a glass of wine? And so, and funny enough, the night before that, I signed for their case, case, mind you, of wine. I'm on the phone. I hear a knock at the hotel door. No one's around me. And I have to get up and sign for a case of wine. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And so I say yes to the glass of wine. I go about my merry way. We're still dealing we're still grieving because I know he's not coming home, my dad. And so we're still dealing with the now, okay, what are we going to do with when? We're raising a disabled adult here. What are we going to do with when? Family is Outside of the country in the Bahamas, the only family I have still to this day is my stepmom and stepsister. And then I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is great. I am uh alcoholic. So then I um I get emotionally and physically abused on June 23rd, 2019. And my abuser takes me out to dinner. I have the glass of wine. I come home after all this happens. And actually, I don't even, walk in my house. I'm standing in my garage talking to my aunt saying goodbye. She has now pulled up in my driveway. My aide who was living with me at the time um is in this house. She had just witnessed emotional and physical abuse, which was a whole necessary in itself and i have a epiphany with god he goes in my god he god goes if you give up the alcohol i will put you on a mission that you won't believe i just need you to give up the alcohol and so i said okay i said okay because uh, you got to remember my aunt, who was a, she is a heavy drinker and she's a heavy a drug user, let's just put it that way. She's a heavy drug user plus a, um, alcohol user as well. And so I'm standing in my garage on June 23rd. And God gives me a mission. He goes, number one, you got to give up the alcohol. Turns out my aide is Mormon who's living with me. And she doesn't want anything to do with the alcohol. And I am, yeah. So I said to her, you know what? I'm cutting it cold turkey. You know what? I'm cutting it cold turkey. You, you better believe that put the biggest smile on her face. <laughs> she didn't have to deal with one person who was an alcoholic. She had to deal with my, <laughs> with, she um had to deal with another person, my stepmom, Still, and we still have wine in this house, and my stepmom still um, tempts me, tempts me with wine to this day, and I say no, thank you, no, thank you, you know, and you know what goes on, and my little, literally asked me one um, one day, she goes since they don't believe in drinking for their religion. And she literally asked me one day, well, how does it feel being drunk? And I said, it feels like you have a big, giant headache. And I don't want to wake up feeling like that. I want to wake up feeling like a productive person. I don't want to wake up like a big giant headache. And so that that's, was it.
0: That's how you wake up though. But what does the alcohol give you? Because obviously for years it has numbed the pain. For years it did something for which you were quite happy to pay the dollars it, to get a case of wine.
1: It numbs the grief, thank you very much. Mm. It numbed the grief thank you very much. The grief of my mom, it didn't numb the grief of my dad because I knew he was sober. And I knew that, mm-hmm. so my sobriety date was actually, um, even though it didn't start till July, it, um, my sobriety date, when I um, decided to give up alcohol mm-hmm. was help, um, my sobriety date was the night of June twenty third, two thousand nineteen. Beautiful,
0: wow, what a journey! And you're quite right. I mean, it just shows that that alcohol is just such a false friend. It is. It gives you it gives you that momentary relief, but then it hits you like a ton of bricks uh soon yeah. thereafter and and you must say that that uh or I as a doctor want to add that that cerebral palsy there your brain has uh, has had a, a severe knock so to speak you basically had a, a brain injury Tom. very much like a head injury uh in, in at the injury. time of your birth
1: yeah and so to the... brain injury, yeah. To yeah. then and alcohol on right. top of it? I don't think so.
0: Yeah. Well, that's right. and that's. That. But, but, but many, many patients do that. Or may I say patients, I shouldn't say so. Many, many people with disabilities do enjoy a glass of wine because they've got the same frustrations, they've got the same negative feelings, the same negative emotions, and they equally have not learned to deal with these emotions. On the contrary, they have not just the normal negative emotions that any teenager, for example, has, but no, they have got the, the being socially ostracized, being, being all those, 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 those cliches that are out there as far as people with disabilities are concerned. And so it's a double whammy. So it's not surprising that people then fall into the, the trap of self-medicating, and that might be alcohol. In your case, uh, I'm surprised that you did not uh, say anything about Mariana, because Mariana is often relieving spasms and it's often something that, that people in the
1: people well, uh, with cerebral palsy are my are dad, using. my dad did marijuana for so many years, and I even told him that if my CP were a bad enough, I wouldn't do THC and hemp. I would not do marijuana. I that just that's a whole nother rabbit hole that I won't go down because mm-hmm. I will do THC, I will do hemp, but I won't do marijuana.
0: So for those of you Yeah, sorry. For those of you who don't know the differences, um, when you smoke Mariana, you've got a whole cocktail of uh, drugs that are coming into your system, as with every smoke. As far as uh, the the drugs in Mariana, or the drugs, the, the compounds, the active ingredients of Mariana, there are a number of them. Some of them can make you feel. The way you do feel more relaxed, more inhib- uh, disinhibited, more happy, etc. All that for which people use it recreationally. Um, other compounds with it within Mariana or within similar plants do not give you the high or the change in your, in your brain, <laughs> but it, it uh, actually has positive effects on pain positive effects on spasms. So it changes the way that that some people who are quite incapacitated with neurological diseases, they have a joint and suddenly, oh, their muscles relax, their spasms yeah. suddenly get much more controlled. They can have a glass of water without pouring it over themselves. So it is... <laughs> yes. you know, absolutely. So it is, it is one yeah. of these things. So you have to say that yes. there is... Uh, there are a lot of uh, a lot of good reasons why people do enjoy a joint. Uh, unfortunately, uh it's the very double-edged sword of altering your brain and making it. You know, you... I
1: well I if my CP be, if my CP were to get bad enough that I couldn't control it, I would definitely do mm-hmm. THC and HEMP, mm-hmm. but no marijuana no for me yeah. because yeah. it's uh too much. Too much. I just got my sobriety mm. date I do not want to go back down mm. that. So true. Uh, so true, so true. Do I do not see. want to go back okay. down that. What
0: about what about other people with cerebral palsy? Um I assume you you with your uh with you being an, a motivational speaker going out there and showing that that you lived a life to the fullest. Uh, other people come up to you. Um, And what is the scene amongst people with cerebral palsy, uh, people that you meet? um, Do many of them do use medications, drugs?
1: I have a girlfriend that does not. She's been my BFF for 20 plus years too. So she doesn't, use it i know that i also have a friend that is paralyzed that uses thc and hemp but and i believe he uses marijuana Mm. but it all depends on what um what the body wants and it all depends on what the body needs i was on one of the heavy medications meant for cerebral palsy, and it made me feel like the walking dummy. Which mm. is baclofen. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Baclofen is a muscle relaxer, mm. and no way, no way, no how I got that. I yeah I. Mm. So if my CP were ever mm. to get mm. bad enough, I would use hemp and THC. Mm. Yeah.
0: No, no, I hear you. I very much hear you. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. How has your life changed once you stopped drinking?
1: Well, I am here with my glass of water.
0: And <laughs> I
1: am... Um, I, um, coffee. <laughs> I, and I gave coffee up, too. All so, right. Good idea. Um, this is... My liver feels a heck of a lot better than it did. <laughs> and my brain yeah. feels, oh, yeah. mm. if you can eliminate the alcohol yeah. from your liver enzymes oh whew, that's that's even better because um my liver is now functioning the <laughs> same way normally my eye um I don't have, and I know this is TMI, but I don't, because alcohol ha- has a problem with people going to the bathroom, I don't have to go to the bathroom as often as I, now, granted, if I do drink glass of water, what am I, um, but... Because of what alcohol does to your body, I'm finding that my body is receiving receptacles a heck of a lot better than it was when I was on alcohol. And so I will never, ever, 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 ever go back to alcohol.
0: And in, and again, from a medical point of view, it makes perfect sense what you're actually saying because the the liver is the biggest organ in your tummy. So it's there in the, in the right upper side of your tummy and a 1.5 kilogram of pure gold. Because what it does, it, it gets rid of all the toxins and gets rid of all the rubbish. Now, it's, whilst it is such a beautiful, powerful organ, At the same token, it can be overwhelmed, and regular alcohol is a pretty good way of doing that. And also, when you drink, you don't really pay attention to what you eat. So you have got the malnutrition, on the one hand, because you eat shit, you eat eat takeaways and whatever, and you have got the effect of the alcohol. Therefore, the toxins don't get rid of, or they're not getting metabolized so well. So now you not only have the... Impact of the alcohol on the brain, but you've also got a lack of nutrients, the vitamin B complex, etc. So that makes the brain worse. Plus the malnutrition and the the the, the, um, the the breakdown products, all the rubbish that floats around that the liver normally gets rid of, uh, they are a little bit higher. So that affects the brain, and your brain is already challenged uh, by birth. So here you are. You've got a triple whammy hitting you there when oh, you yeah, drink. Please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, you're, you're my, absolutely right.
1: Is no, no wonder why, no wonder why I um, I don't like sugar as much as I used to because I, although peanut butter cups are my weakness, <laughs> and then I admit that, I admit that publicly <laughs> and I knows it and <laughs> chocolate cookies are my weakness, oils are my weakness. Uh, <laughs> And so, I like the sugar when I can have it, but I try and stay away from the sugar. But no wonder why I was a sugar hound, so to speak, because my brain wasn't thinking bad. Hmm. It was only thinking where is the wine glass, where is, yeah, it was-
0: I give you the solution for your craving. There is actually, there there are protein powders around, uh, which come in peanut and chocolate flavor. And so actually two scoops of that, that's 50 gram of protein, which your body needs, and add that to some porridge which is sort of the yeah. fiber and the slow release carbs, etc. And suddenly you have got a match made in heaven. Uh, yeah. It is quite sweet. You don't, and without actually any, any much sugar in there, it's actually just
1: perfect. I so have to this, try that now. Yeah, <laughs> That I might have to be your to excuse. That, now. <laughs> that may be my excuse. No, but I think, I think when it comes down to it, um, for those of you with a disability who like, the um, glasses of the wine or the glasses of beer, you may want to take a look at my story and um, just take a page out of my songbook, especially if you have cerebral palsy because mm-hmm. cerebral palsy is a lack of oxygen Enjoy it both. So yes, I have a dramatic brain injury And alcohol on top of it? I don't think so.
0: (laughs) And yet it is so typical that because so many people with uh, chronic injuries or the effects of injuries um, do have the PTSD, do have the the problems on an emotional level, and then self-medicate. So you've got the brain injuries that come later in life, like uh, yeah, the, the compound football injuries or indeed a nasty motor vehicle accident, all these kind of things. And then, <laughs> then there you go. Uh, go nuts with your, with your alcohol on top. Same effects. Yeah. So no, it's, it's brilliant. So you wrote a book, I Win, and uh, that is your story about beating the odds. And uh, tell us, when did you write this book?
1: And that is one of eleven books, thank you very much. Oh wow. And I didn't yeah, realize. One of, one of eleven books, thank you very much. And um I wrote this book when I was not sober, thank you very much. I wrote this book when I lost my mom. And I wrote this book as a form of semi-taking the pain away. I if I was smart enough and didn't have my aunts looking at me because at the time I was trying to keep up at, with the Joneses. And if I didn't have my aunts looking at me who turned around and abused me ten years later, one month after my dad died, um And so I, if I didn't have them looking at me, if I wasn't trying to get away from emotional and physical abuse 10 years ago, I would have been sober a lot quicker than I actually decided to become. Mm. Because, yeah, yeah, because it,
0: it wasn't good. Mm. No, so true. So true. And I, I think, you know, it is reality. There, we all go through some some dark, dark, dark times. And regardless of, of how you were born, regardless what skin color you have, regardless what social strata or, or background you come from, we all go through crap. And sometimes heaps of it, and it is irrespective of disability or not. You need to learn how to cope with that. And and alcohol is at best a stopgap and a false friend, and at worst it can it can actually kill you and ruin you and ruin yeah. your life. So I think that's fair to say, and the same applies to uh, to, to drugs. So it is so important to try to regroup, to press this pause button and to try to actually look out what is really, really important for you. What are you destined to be on this earth for? What is your mission? What is your, your vision? Who do you want to become when you grow up? And for and you, and for you that came, clearly changed, hasn't it?
1: It was interesting because when God handed me the epiphany in my garage he also handed me my next mission staring at the ocean thank you very much um in orlando florida and he goes okay you've done my mission i give you your mission back i and you have to be a motivational speaker for those who are getting physically abused and emotionally abused. Well, okay. And that weekend, I'm like, oh boy, mm-hmm. oh boy. And then um, he solidified it in a church, thank you very much. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go, thank you very much, God. And then um, it was so funny because, and I didn't even tell people that I was around this weekend um, that I was going through awakening with God. They didn't even know. And they didn't even know um, I had this, awakening Mm. starting on June 23rd and it got it got pushed till October and then October of 2019 and then they didn't even know and then when uh we were we the person who I was traveling with and I were trying to get back here um to Aspen, Colorado, uh, Uber driver at 6 a.m. asked both of us what we did for work, and I'm like, "What do I tell this Uber <laughs> driver? I know he's, I know he's trying to make, um, I know he's trying to make conversation mm-hmm. with both um, me and a person I was traveling with." And do I tell him I'm a um, retired educator or do I tell him that I'm assumed to be motivational speaker? <laughs> well yeah but here's the kicker um, it wasn't I'm assumed to be motivational speaker. it was I am a motivational Speaker, it just didn't come out of my mouth. It came out of the person I was traveling with. Mouth that she said, "I, I am a personal assistant. I was a personal. I am a personal assistant. I was a personal assistant to win and when She is. She is a motivational speaker, raising awareness for cerebral palsy. I'm like." Okay,
0: that is
1: just okay. That is just
0: yeah. really. There you go. There you go. Now it's out in the world. Sorry, you can't. You can't, yeah, you can't put it, it back it once it is said. Is said. It's
1: said. I'm like okay. I can't take it back now. That's all. Right. Thank you very That's much.
0: But then, okay, I mean, right now COVID is is putting a bit of a spanner in the works. But, I mean, you're talking to schools, you're talking to to places. Uh, I guess that's where the internet, where Zoom is so powerful.
1: Really, not really. COVID, for me, is not putting a spanner in the works. Although it is putting a spanner in the works because I'm a social butterfly and I like travel. And so it's... Just putting a spin on the works that way. But because I'm so used to this Zoom and YouTube thing, and it's not really putting a spin on the works. Good,
0: good. So, and that's nice because you can still influence people, you can still uh, give hope and show that life is so worth living. So, it is full of challenges, but that in its own right can be your purpose, can be your your mission, your sense in life. So it's wonderful. I mean, how do people find you? Uh, what is your website? Do you have a website?
1: Askwin.webelieve.com or they can just Google Askwin yeah. and my podcast should pop up in every single podcast. Player, including the Amazon smart speakers. And um, if you guys know how to subscribe to my Steps to Sobriety, and podcast, you um, pretty much know how to subscribe to Ask When To. No, that's so beautiful. I want to make this clear to you guys. Two things, one, My stepmother and my stepsister and my aide, who lived with me at the time, didn't emotionally and physically abuse me. They did not. They did a wonderful job witnessing it. And they were put, the way the universe set it up, was I got emotionally abused. I had three witnesses. So, um, if you guys are in that situation, get out, out, get out of that situation. Don't use alcohol as your friend because I used alcohol that night and I got a epiphany in my own garage mm-hmm. standing there talking to my aunt. And then I, yeah, and then I went on my joint need to sobriety and so yeah but my other psa is please 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 leave a five-star review or any review for my sober steps to sobriety Stefan's <laughs> podcast <Yeah. laughs> because it helps Stefan out it helps me out as it helps us one out because what Apple podcast does is it may put you a new and noteworthy I say it may because humans pick new and noteworthy but at least it will get the algorithms noticing my silver steps to sobriety and noticing mm-hmm. Aswin so you guys can find me at com and then we okay. can chat from there on all the social media Beautiful. I am all over. All I'm under Win Kelly, K E L O I, Charles, C-H-A-R-L-E-S, and I'm happy to talk about anything and everything. I'm, a, I'm an open book literally and figuratively. Beautiful. People laugh at me when I say that I'm open book literally and figuratively. I have 11 books out there. I mm. can talk about anything and everything.
0: Which is beautiful. And guys, Look down there into the description of the uh, YouTube uh, video and of the podcast. Indeed, you get it all there. So you just need to click on
1: it. And and by the way, you guys hit the like and subscribe (laughs) and give this video a thumbs up. And I can also be found on YouTube in two places. (laughs) One, I host... uh, weekly tv show all about empowerment of men and women particularly women it's called winning with win on i am tv am btv and we are international recognized youtube channel based out of india and the us and so please subscribe to i tv and you just have to type in my name on YouTube. Win W I N Kelly K E L L Y Talls, and my YouTube stuff will pop up. And Ask Win is on Ask Win TV is also on YouTube. And for those of you that want YouTube videos on Ask Win, you're more than welcome to it. And I'm always looking for guests. The intake form is on my website again. It's askwin.wheeles.com. And don't forget to hit like and sub subscribe to my sober steps to sobriety. Ah,
0: beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming onto my show. When it was it was humbling and an honor to talk to you uh thank you so much for the work you're doing out there for being this this beacon of light for being the 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 mouthpiece to whoever is out there you say it is god who speaks for you that's right i i do not know i do not know and i i it doesn't matter it is you're doing a wonderful wonderful thing to make this world a little bit of a better place and that is yeah that's right Uh, that is all we can do isn't it thank you you so much i really 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 do appreciate having you on board and you guys out there look after yourself and make this world a little bit better look around what you can do and just that one little thing maybe maybe to say hello to a friend who we haven't spoken for a while and things like that you have no idea what ripple effect that could mean you're a little bit of making contact, making that human connection might mean the world to someone who is in a really dark place. And we all end up there sooner or later. And we need to see that beacon of light. So everyone out there, look after yourself. And again, Win, thank you so much for being on
1: show. Thank you, everyone.
0: Bye.